Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today, as always, is our show's awesome producer, Amanda Foster. What's up? Today, we are continuing our two-part series on healing from church trauma by Enneagram type. Hoo-wee. What a topic. <laughs> we did not know what we were getting ourselves into when we started this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. It's necessary, important, more vulnerable than probably either one of us are really that comfortable with, but it's great. I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'm for it. I'm, I'm for it. We'll see how I feel when I press publish, but um, <laughs> I, feel, I feel sure that this is more important than my fear. I think being honest is good. That's all I can say. All right. <laughs> Let's dive in. So we, in part one, we did, we shared a lot of our thoughts around deconstruction and church hurt, but um, in all the nuance and mess of that culturally and personally, and even just some of what we're going through a little bit. But we also talked about types one through three and how they initially respond on autopilot to hurt and trauma and how it can be really, you know, hard to face some of that. And then some of the beginning steps towards healing. So now we're going to dive in to type four. Fours will move their way through their pain and offenses quicker than most. What can keep them stuck is taking on the pain of others and finding identity and belonging through the situation instead of letting it go. Empathy is such a gift of the four. Sharing war stories can 100% be a part of healing. Only you can know how long you need to grieve, but try asking someone you trust to check in and hold you accountable to not remain in the grieving season longer than necessary. Yeah. So I feel like with my four friends, I always am so in awe of their ability to like just fall apart and be a mess when they need to be a mess and process their stuff. And then why not? Like move through it and be on the other side. Yeah. And and I I just I honestly am like so in denial half the time as a seven. Like I don't I really don't think I'm in that much pain. Like <laughs> I, I really you know, like and then all of a sudden it hits me and I'm like, dang it. Like I wanted to be like healthy and honest with my pain and deal with it. But yeah. but um I think for me it's just like fascinating watching fours walk through their pain and how they carry that but I have seen like a tendency of and and fours are connected to two and paths and we're gonna get we're doing a series on paths we're gonna learn more about this in the future but they do tend to take on the pain of others and um, especially when they're under stress Mm -hmm. will take that on and carry it and I, I think a lot of people are finding community on on social media in 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 that in the online world through the pain that they're processing, through the questions yeah. that they're having, through through the hurt. And there is there is there's such a place to share like like we're sharing. We've been hurt. Like there's We are the ones. <laughs> we are doing that right now. <laughs> and um like there's definitely a place for that that I think is important, but when you I think it can also keep you from moving forward if you if you're not careful and mm-hmm. and yeah and like I don't I don't want to be a part of a group that is defined by that like like I want to I want to find like-minded people mm-hmm. yeah that like over like yeah like we want we want deep you know re- deep relationship with God deep faith and maturity in the Lord 
and like we want to change the world yeah like, at some point you have to move forward from the your pain and your hurt experiences you can't just yeah. live there forever because that just turns into resentment and bitterness and yeah, anger and a, a hardened hardened heart yeah like i know that i need to face my pain and grieve for a season and like I, i'm gonna like listen i'm gonna make i have an angry playlist such a seven thing like i literally <laughs> have to let like, someone else be angry for you yes yes i'm gonna listen to my angry playlist i'm gonna get the tears out i, said I did it i'm gonna i'm gonna process <laughs> the things but like i'm gonna i'm gonna move past that and i I want to have conversations with other people that are hurting and, and I want to be able to have conversations that are honest about where I'm at and, and why I'm hurting. But like, I don't, I don't want my community to be defined by being hurt. Yeah. I think that's a really poor way to like start something, you know? I think, I think it's a very natural thing that that can happen. And healing can come from that. I just, mm -hmm. I think like, let's move forward. You know, I don't want to see anybody stuck in their stuff. Yeah, I think it's a very easy place to be and it's a very comfortable place to be, especially like because you can start to face your pain and then get like comfort in like being in pain um, mm -hmm. as someone who like I feel like I do that sometimes where I like to dwell on negative emotions because you, you, you revel feels, in it's the melancholy yeah. and the... then it's like a nice place to write songs from mm -hmm. and so it's it's nice um even though some people wouldn't think that you have to be like psychotic i guess to think that but not psychotic, just a four. <laughs> just, yeah. just a different. It's just a different. It's a difference in personality. Just an emotional person. Um, but yeah, I think it can get very comfortable to be there, and then also to relate to other people there. And so I wouldn't like. I would just say like, if you feel like you're there, or that if you've been stuck there, be easy on yourself and don't you know feel bad because it's just something that happens. But then also be honest with yourself yeah well and i think you know and what I, what I wrote in the post was make sure that you have people to hold you accountable to pull yeah. you out to let you know like i i know this has been hard but mm -hmm. are you do you feel like you're staying here too long yeah like not to, not to come alongside you and be like yeah i think i think you're staying in the pit longer than you need to like don't not that person yeah that yeah. is not what we're talking about like, have a friend that you know will ask you the hard questions, but the mm -hmm. honest questions that you need asked. Mm -hmm. and, and ask them to ask those questions. Be like, hey, I know my tendency is to want to revel in melancholy, yeah. is to want to stay in my pain. And I know that for me to be healthy, I've got a road ahead of me to walk in pain, and I'm walking it with other people that are hurt too. Can you check on me? Can yeah. you ask me? And can you make sure that just check and ask me the question are you taking on responsibility for others pain are you sponging up the emotions of others that you need to let go of are you carrying more than god's created you to carry god's given you grace to carry in this season yeah and you may not be comfortable with that language in this season either um so however that looks for you however you want to word that buck up bucker buck up mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, let's move on to five. Yeah. So fives are quick, 
to see a situation for what it is, but slow to engage with and process the emotions that they are experiencing as a result. Fives tend to analyze and explain their emotions rather than letting them surface as they are. Fives respond to trauma by pulling back and retreating to the comfort of their mind. Healing begins when they can trust close loved ones enough to receive comfort as they let their emotions rise to the surface. I feel like a five, they're going to be in pain for a while before you even know that they thought something was wrong. Yeah. And they'll, they'll know that they think something's wrong, but they won't feel yes that something's wrong so fives they see straight through stuff like they 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 see people's heart motivations mm -hmm. like very clearly like they just see it like they're so they're such keen observers they just see it mm -hmm. so they're gonna be quick to recognize like oh that was not okay yeah whereas a lot of types are gonna reframe it or try and be more positive than they are or like you know try and make it into something that it's not and it'll just take them time to mm -hmm. value themselves enough to see that that had happened yeah the emotion uh, of processing their own hurt and their own pain is going to take them quite a while to actually feel yeah so their process may be slower than some others in terms of actually feeling the emotion through and getting on the other side of it. And they're going to tend to intellectualize their pain and want to go down, like, especially in this mm -hmm. season of like deconstructing, they're going to want to go down a rabbit hole of studying. And, and I honestly, I've had such five tendencies in this season of not wanting to face my emotions, wanting to make it an intellectual issue and getting really in my head. And some of that, like I'm a seven, but I'm connected to five. And you may relate to that as a seven as well. Eights tend to do that as well because they're also connected to five. But fives are going to tend to, instead of processing, like actually feeling their feelings and registering, like, oh, I'm actually really hurt. They're going to want to debate and learn and doubt and grow cynical. And it can be really easy to lead to a hardened heart if they aren't willing to really trust people in order to let like receive comfort at the same time because they see straight through people in any scenario when they start to see that in let's say like an unhealthy church situation they might not even think so dramatically of it because they yeah. see it all the time yeah you know and might not realize the impact that it's making on themselves because they're so used to seeing through all this stuff yeah absolutely you know but then looking back they're like oh man mm -hmm. that was really affecting me more than i knew yeah for sure okay moving on to the type six sixes are slow to trust so once they do it is really hard for them to see how they could possibly be hurt by someone they chose to place their trust in mm -hmm. they may experience a personal crisis of doubting their own judgment and tend towards blaming themselves for not being able to foresee and prevent harm. Sixes begin to heal when they can stop trying to blame themselves and extend compassion toward themselves to be able to grieve the disappointment and hurt they are feeling. So sixes are always thinking through worst case scenarios. They're trying to prevent harm from coming to themselves and from the people around them. So when harm comes, like the one they tend to blame themselves, they're going to be similar in that regard. Mm -hmm. um, but whereas a one will 
you know, jump into this perfectionism and, and the inner critic will really try and shame them. The six will doubt like crazy. They will doubt everything. And they, they're in the, he- the head triad. They're very analytical people. So they're going to go on a journey of, of just questioning everything that they can in order to try and trace back what did they miss. Mm-hmm. Because they were already so analytical to begin with. So what did they miss that led to them being hurt or not seeing something or, or a disappointment or whatever that might have been? And so for a six, healing really comes with when they can extend compassion and have grace for themselves to know that they aren't in control. We're not in control. And this is really for anyone, any personality type. We can't control people's choices. And Mm -hmm. people can choose to hurt us even if they're great people. And that is completely against the intention of their heart. And it's, it's such a, it's such a hard realization to come to because you can so clearly see the intention of someone's heart and love them so much. And, and then also see like, but they made these decisions that hurt people Mm -hmm. and that's not okay. Yeah. And also not want that for them and also not want that, you know? And yeah. so I think it's, it's just hard. It's hard to come to terms with. We can be hurt by church in any size and any shape in any form of church, just like mm-hmm. we can be hurt in a job or in a relationship or in anything. And we, we actually can't control it. And there is wisdom. There are things that we can do to change the way that church is being done or the, 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 values of our relationships or how we, we, we can work on our own health. We can, you know, there, there, we, we can work on our own spiritual maturity and seeking the Lord. And, and, um, there are things that can be done, but ultimately we can't control others' decisions if they're going to hurt us or not. What we can do is how we respond in our own faith and our own walk with God and, and how we choose to grow through being hurt. And so I think learning to have compassion for ourselves and have grace for ourselves and knowing that we can't prevent it. It's just part of the healing process. Yeah. So moving on to type seven. seven. <laughs> okay. So sevens see the best in others and can easily catch a vision for what something can become. As a consequence, this gift of optimism and strategic dreaming leads sevens to an inevitable familiarity with disappointment. Healing begins for sevens when they can work through their negative emotions without fear of becoming trapped in them. Stop the pattern of optimistic reframing and can accept both the reality of their trauma and genuine hope. So you wrote this last week, Thursday. And then read it yesterday evening and realized that I had, in fact, done all those things. Done all those things. Yeah. 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 Not realizing when you wrote it. Nope, not a clue. That you were doing all of them. Yeah, totally thought I was good. Um, (laughs) You're like, wait, that's me. (laughs) And I wrote it. Okay, let's read this again. Um, <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, as a seven, I'm no stranger to the reality of uh, setting myself up for disappointment. Yeah. I've done it in multiple jobs and, <laughs> like, multiple ministries that I've been a part of. And that 
has been super hard um, because I, as a seven, I have a gift to see the best in people and to really um, see what something can become. And Mm -hmm. I want to believe the best. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to lose that gift. And my ability to to dream is important. And just because I've been disappointed doesn't mean that I can't dream, but I've learned a lot about processing that disappointment and, and being like, yeah, Jesus, like this sucks. Like I, I'm hurt and I'm disappointed here, but I, I want to keep dreaming. And yeah, it's hard. That part, that first part, it's really hard. It's pretty consistently hard. And what I tend to want to do is use that strength of dreaming and vision to like create a plan. Like let's, oh, I'm hurting. Okay. Let's, let's make a plan for that hurt. And then it will end and then we can move on to the next fun thing. Mm-hmm. So I literally, like, we left our church last year in July, and I had a plan. Like, we were going to take a break till like, the end of the year, and then Don and I were going to start visiting churches this year, and I just thought it would be, like, really fun to, like, visit churches from, like, all these different denominations and all these different churches that, like, we've known different people to, that go to these different churches, and I wanted to see what it was like and only to realize, like, I am nowhere near ready. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I had a plan, okay? <laughs> and... A plan. You're like, I'm going to cry for this long. Yes. And then I'll be done. And then we'll be done. <laughs> and then John and I will we'll take, we'll take some time and just visit some different churches and be like, you know, meet some new people and see see what the church looks like in our city and... And then, and then we'll, we'll land somewhere and we'll, we'll have another church home again in, in like a year. Sounds beautiful. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that plan have been so nice? <laughs> no. <laughs> that actually does not sound fun to me at all. Well. Not that I wouldn't like to, the visiting church part, but like just to give yeah. yourself a timeline of like, yeah. I'm going to be fine by this time. Like, yeah. And now it, it seems so, so like ridiculous and silly, but like. At the time, that's honestly what got me through that season. It was, kept you going. Is was knowing that I had a plan. There's so much comfort in and knowing like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be in pain for a little while, but there's there's an end date to this, mm-hmm. and it is really hard. So the you know the the part of like, you know, healing begins for sevens when they can work through their negative emotions without fear of becoming trapped in them. Yeah. So like. Being in pain without knowing when an end date will happen. Like when I'm going to be on the other side of that. I see the fear in your eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I actually see it. It's it's terrifying. Not that I'm laughing at it. Yeah, but it's, this is how I emote. Just for yeah. anyone who thinks I'm like a jerk. No, I totally like when I say things that are like, I'm actually like in a lot of pain. Like I end up laughing. It's it's yeah yeah. It's, That's why we laugh so hard. <laughs> that one time. Yeah. That one time. That yeah. the type seven episode. Um. Yeah. And then you know stop the the pattern of optimistic reframing. I'm actually mm-hmm. not fine. And I thought I was. Yeah. Um. That's a big one. Yeah. And and I think I think you know that you're doing it when people ask you how you are. And you, you say you're good, but like if, but you're also trying to be honest and you're like, I'm, I don't know. How am I? What's going on? Like, how am I? Yeah. And, and you don't, you don't actually know. Usually that's an indicator that you're, yeah. you're not 
as good as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And then that last point, when sevens can accept both the reality of their trauma and genuine hope. And what I meant by that was sevens are so hopeful. They're so optimistic. They can find a silver lining anywhere. But I'm talking about like coming to terms with like hitting the reality of like, oh, that was bad and that hurt and that was really, really, yeah. really painful. And the reality here is dark. The world is really dark and and we're going to get hurt. And, and that really is awful. And if you um, only ever try to see the good things, I feel like the bad things affect you like oh, so, much so much harder. Worse. So much worse. Because like someone who sees all the bad things, like they're for like, the five, they're yeah. like, it's not that bad big of a deal like yeah it's yeah. bad but like it's gonna be okay yeah. you know <laughs> yeah as for the seven they're like the world is the ending. world is ending if if you if it's actually bad you know yeah yeah it's genuinely like really hard and so i think for the seven learning that you can accept both the reality of the bad mm-hmm. and it be and it and not try and make it better and not be like Oh, but I got this out of it, and this is how I grew from it, and this happened, and and this was the good that came out of this here, and oh yeah, that that really sucks, but but this like take yeah. the take the second half of that sentence out. Yeah. It was bad. It was hard. That hurt. Just allow yourself to be disappointed. Yeah, and to not have a silver lining for a moment. Yeah, and allow the Holy Spirit to comfort you there. Yeah, or or receive comfort from a friend, mm-hmm. but. When you can reach that point of being just like really, really real with yourself and and have genuine hope. Yeah. That's 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 so powerful for the life of a seven. I think of a beautiful Doctor Who quote, which is life is full of a pile of good things and a pile of bad things. And the good things don't make the bad things any less bad. It doesn't make them better. But the bad things don't make the good things any less good or valuable. I love Doctor Who. I love that you love Doctor Who. Does anyone out there? <laughs> Amanda needs some validation here. I just want I want to connect with my Doctor Who fans. Okay, type eight. Eights are very slow to trust and tend to interpret hurt as betrayal. Eights will be tempted to either completely shut down and cut people off who have hurt them or take justice into their own hands, especially if others they care deeply about have been hurt. Healing begins for eights when they can engage with their more vulnerable feelings of hurt and betrayal, let go of protective responsibility for others, and begin to have hope to be able to trust others again. Mm. I feel like the trust is like a big thing there. Oh, trust is a huge thing for eights because they're, they are so slow to trust. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if they've chosen to trust somebody um, at church or a leader at church or a community of people and they got hurt, that that is seen as like, you betrayed my trust because mm-hmm. I chose to trust you and I don't choose to trust anybody. Yeah. And you betrayed that, which means like, especially if somebody they love was hurt. Mm-hmm. Man, and eight, eights, they have their own justice system. So they feel like they have to take justice into their own hands. So vengeance is like, it's something they're having to battle with internally 
in the process of healing, which is so hard. Yeah. You know, you're already hurt, you're angry, but then you're also wrestling with this isn't right and mm-hmm. it needs to be made right, but I actually can't make that right because that would be continuing to further hurt other people or that's not my place to or that's not my role to. And so they come up against this like, ah, like, you know, yeah. wanting to bring about justice and and help others and then also taking on responsibility for other people's hurt and pain. That's not theirs to take on. It's not – they they cannot control the world. They cannot protect everyone. And and so there's a lot of just surrendering that has to happen and finding a way to process their more vulnerable feelings with people that they do trust, which is so hard because their their natural inclination to feeling betrayed is just completely shutting down and shutting people out. Mm-hmm. And that's that move of of eight to five where they tend to you know, isolate and want to become like a hermit and just kind of clam up Mm. and be really in their head, very cynical. And so eights, when they're really hurt, they, they, they do that. And it can be either that, or they're moving to two where then they're taking care of everybody and not valuing themselves and the pain that they're in. Mm -hmm. And they'll do one or the other or all of those, um, on any given day. Um, but eights when they can engage with their own pain and cry and process and vulnerably share how they were affected like to be able to verbalize and communicate that man like the the strength that's developed in that place for them to walk out the other side of that season and lead people and love people well and have a a deeper just maturity in the Lord. Like it's, it's so much opportunity for beautiful healing and strength. And maybe that's just a seven in me looking for the positive, but, um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, that's, that's the big obstacle for eights and in the path to healing for them. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to nine. Nine's immediate reaction to trauma is to go numb. They shut down their emotional responses in an attempt to maintain their inner peace and assess the damage from a place of objectivity. Nines don't want to cause more conflict, so they are slow to face their own pain. Nines can get in touch with their emotions through exercise. Um, Take the time to hear what you have experienced the same way you would extend a listening ear and empathetic heart to anyone else. So nines... They want to keep the peace. They want everybody to get along. They they don't want to draw attention to themselves. And so when they're really hurt, they just kind of go numb. They kind of turn off their pain, turn off their emotions, and shut down. And to re-engage with that, exercise is really helpful. But just seeking out help is so important. Looking, like, finding a good counselor finding friends that they can talk and process things with, not isolating themselves, not downplaying their their pain, but instead recognizing like, oh, I am in pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be healthy or whole or genuinely at peace until I face this and walk through this. And doing that by finding people, they, they will listen all day long to everybody else's stuff. Mm-hmm. So empathetically, so kindly. And really, the nine just needs to find somebody that would that they can trust that can do that for them. 
Mm-hmm. And really even allow themselves that same kindness, extend that same kindness to themselves of you're worth listening to. Your story matters. It's important. And your pain is important too. Yeah. So that is our series on healing from church trauma. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. I would love to take a moment to pray over you in the process that you're in of healing from from hurt or trauma or whatever that looks like for you. So Lord God, I just ask that you would meet people where they are, that you would heal hearts, that you would speak truth and wisdom, that Holy Spirit, you would comfort people in their pain. God, I ask for them to be surrounded by a strong community of people who can speak into their lives and help them in their healing process without judgment and that they would be able to grow through this season um, without fear and they would be able to extend kindness to themselves that Lord, they would be able to see themselves the way that you see them and walk in the purpose that you've created them for. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much to those of you who have been a part of especially this series, which is uh, so personal to, to both of us, but um, I I just, I so appreciate those of you who have been sharing and um, listening to the, the podcast and have been a part of all of these episodes. I can't believe yeah. we're so far in. So if you learned something new today, if this ministered to you, please leave a review on iTunes. That helps so much. Follow me at Just Loves Personality on Instagram and at Originality Podcast for podcast updates. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'd like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you'll become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.